eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm mindful after last night of of the, of the old football coach saying, more than a baseball manager, that's just a football coach that would call that a burn-the-tape game. That sometimes you, you don't want to spend too much time saying, look, we did this wrong, we did this right, we do this, we this, this. Sometimes you just burn the tape and get on to the next one. Yeah, I think we probably have that a little bit more in our sport than football, to your point. Like, when you play 162, uh, even when it's coming down here to the last month and then we're, we're in this great chase and we're playing good baseball, um, you got to turn the page fast, right? Things didn't go well early. Um you know, we, you can point to a number of different things, but we lost the game. Uh, we got to get back at it. We got a series. We're trying to win the series. We, we've done a really good job of that uh, for a long time now. So back at it today, um, scratch that one. You know, it's an L's an L in our sport, no matter what the score is. Uh, so we'll be back at it today and um, on the attack. It's there's no doubt that the first inning is going to be a bugaboo for pitchers, and we saw that last night play out with Jamison Tyone. The bad part is he has to make the adjustment mid game, but the good part is that he made it. How would you describe what he did differently? We've talked about the fastball being in the zone a little bit more, but at least what he did in the game last night that helped him settle down. Yeah, you touched on it. I think execution. Going back and watching some of that yesterday, some balls middle, cutters backing up, staying middle. Um, it looked like the, the command just upticked as the game went on, the break and stuff, maybe a little bit sharper. Uh, I mean, at the back end of his start, I saw some fours and fives in there uh, from, his, from his fastball. So the stuff was good. I think the execution uh, was off a little bit early on, and, and that's probably you know subconsciously just a little bit moving down the mound a little bit quicker, some of that adrenaline. Once he settled in, uh, he started to execute pitches really well. Uh, we're going to need him to pitch good. Uh, he's Like you said, he's kind of – had a little bit. There's some. There's some first inning numbers for him that we got to clean up. But um, you know, like you said, it was important for him, especially where our bullpen's at, to settle in. Give us the six innings uh, was really big, so uh, we didn't have to tax some of those guys that we were kind of riding hard here in some of these wins. And that's such a self-aware statement from him too. Like at post game, he talked about 
what he knew his expectation was. He talked about knowing that they're watching the standings, of course, and they're paying attention to what's going on. Like this, this was a series everybody pointed to. So when you know that about him and you see how he can fix himself, how do you figure out how to how to let that first inning have more success or at least try to bottle that somehow to keep him from having that happen his first time out? Yeah, there's some things that you, you try to talk through and you try to find a solution for. Uh, talking to Tommy as he was coming in yesterday, uh, the bullpen was as sharp as he had seen it. You know, he was executing. Um, it's just about settling in and being comfortable. Some of that stuff is just heart rate. Some of that stuff is mental. Um, and he's a guy that's been around a long time. I'm sure he'll make the adjustment and, um, you know, hopefully he's able to do that a little bit faster next time. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll support him and try to find if there's any underlying information that we can give him. But other than that, you got to trust in your, your good players to go out there and compete and, and give you a chance to win. The Brewers defense is real good. And there were a lot of balls that seemed to be you know, hit hard on the ground. I know pitchers don't like to talk about pitching to contact on purpose. I mean, you try to strike everybody out, but there was some effective pitching to contact after the fact. How can the offense make sure that some of this hard contact is more effective contact? Well, getting the ball in the air helps, right? When we, you know, they got the ball in the air, it went out. When we got the ball in the air, it went out. Um, we had a couple of homers. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like some of that, I mean, Wade Miley is not a strikeout pitcher. He is a pitch to contact pitcher. So that's what he does. Well, we have a lot of guys. I don't think the goal is to strike everybody out. It's, you know, each guy, it's to get outs, right? And however you get them. Um, I think offensively, you just got to continue to stick to your game plan. We've done a really nice job of trying to execute our game plan. Sometimes uh, the action of the pitch, like Kyle's two-seamer, Stroman's two-seamer, uh, Wade Miley's cutter, it's going to get put on the ground. It's got depth uh, underneath the ball. Uh, it's hard to get that in the air. And so sometimes uh, it works out for the pitcher, and sometimes like earlier in the year we faced him, it worked out for us. I'm looking at a graph from Northside Baseball, charting swing percentage by game. And in your last eight games, swing rate is way up. It's a stretch in which the Cubs didn't swing at fewer than 49% of the pitches they saw in any contest. The longest streak of the season, all eight of these games are among the 37 in which your team has swung the most this year. Is there a reason for that? Um, you're, you're getting way too complicated for me. Um, I don't, I, I, without the individual pitcher, I think like, I mean, what I would point to is like, you know, are we facing strike throwers? Are guys in the zone? Are they, are they guys that we hit? Um, you know, I'll go back to the Keller start where he, they, we, Pittsburgh beat us two to one and, and their win uh, in that series. And he's a strike thrower, so we're probably going to be on the attack. We're going to have our game plan. They throw it in that area, we're going to swing. Um, I think our guys have done a really nice job of staying true to their approach. Uh, and we've had some really good offensive numbers for a pretty good long stretch now. So um, I think a lot of that just comes with an individual game basis. And if we're putting that together, um, you know, consistently, I think as long as we're scoring runs and going about our plan of attack the right way, I got no problem with it. I don't, I don't have any like, you know, real cool answer to give you on no, the I'm just, video today. I'm just curious because in general, swing rate does go up as a general rule for teams when they get tired or later in the season. 
it is plate discipline does start to falter because it, I don't know whether it's 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 mental fatigue or just that kind of grind and concentration. Hell, it gets back to like you know Theo's Red Sox and like I mean Kevin Euclid and you know, guys that you know really well about the teams that could sustain their discipline. You know, kept up when you talk about approach. I guess it's it's hard to do or sometimes hard to know when around the edges you're, you're starting to slip a little bit. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't phrase it like that. I do think like your, your August time, uh, you know, we do call it the dog days, days of August in our sport. And there's some of the harder moments to get in, but um, the guys are feeling well too. So when you're feeling good in the box uh, and getting off your A swings, you may be a little bit more aggressive in the zone. And I think hitters also this time of year are above pitching. Um, you know, the hitters kind of come around, uh, it warms up, the ball's getting going flying a little bit more in the stadiums, the wind's blowing out a little bit more at home um, for us, uh, ball's traveling with the heat, you know, that, that you're feeling a little bit sexier in the box at times. So I think there's a number of things you could point to. Your point's really very valid. Um, I, I don't have any, like, you know, something that I would say, go on record for saying this is why. I also want to ask you about having worked with Wade Miley, what made him effective yesterday against your hitters? Uh, You know, his pace is always just a little bit uncomfortable. He works fast. Um, You know, he's throwing strikes. They get a lead early and a pitcher like him, that's kind of the worst guy on the mound when, when your, your team gets a a quick lead. Uh, You know, Happer gave us a nice, uh, jolt um, right away to get one back, uh, but they were ab- able to add on a little bit there. Um, you know, he's going to throw strikes. He doesn't walk guys, which is key, and he's got movement in his own. You know, you looked at what Jordan Wicks did the other day. It was so impressive when you get that kind of lead and you're throwing multiple pitches in the zone with movement, the cutter, the breaking ball, the changeup, obviously, and the four and two seam fastball. So Wade's got that cutter. He's got the changeup. He can, he can cut it in on the righties. He can sink it away. Um, you know, he's got the, the stuff that can, can kind of split the plate and he's also throwing strikes. He got in a couple three ball counts there and was able to get, come back into those at bats and get those guys out like little things like that. He's not going to beat himself. Um, he's going to be on the attack, the pace, uh, and then we hit, like you said, we hit some balls hard. We put some swings on, on good swings on balls, but right at guys on the ground, uh, just a, you know, bad formula for success. What did you think of Jordan Wicks's performance? It was great. It was great. Really poised. Um, I mean, to get kind of punched in the face there, your first big league outing, um, in that first inning and, and have first and second already given up a homer, uh, a line drive right by you from Reynolds, uh, right, right over your head settles in um, McCutcheon didn't swing didn't chase and all of a sudden you know Tommy makes a really nice mound visit and um, he's just wired the right way mentally uh, I think that's why we were comfortable bringing him up here he seems like a guy that has a lot of poise and you saw within that moment uh, him gather himself and start punching tickets after that and was really clean the rest of the game and really didn't didn't uh, the game was kind of over after, after that one one meeting uh, and we scored some runs. How is your current bullpen situation affecting your intended starter usage when you go into a game? And that balance of, you know, how long do we ride this guy to maybe get us another inning? Or when do we maybe let him start the third time through the order? Just because, you know, there's going to be a lot of tough innings and a lot of teeth to be pulled by your high leverage bullpen. 
Yeah, I think like well, former you know Fulmer just went on the IL. He had been dealing with something for a while, so um, handling him with a little bit of white gloves there for a little bit, trying to see if we could get him healthy and without you know losing him for 15 days um, was an issue. Uh, the short start by Smiley um, at the front end of this kind of stretch in a row kind of put us in you know when you got to use Wes for multiples, um, you start to lose some of those those back-end guys that can give you length. Um, Assad, obviously, Assad's out of there now and starting for us. So um, we've really asked a heavy workload of the Lighters, the Merriweathers, and, and Adberts, and um, winning so many games, you're leaning on those guys heavily. So getting deep starting pitching has been key. Plenty has been throwing the ball much better lately, starting to build some trust. Um, you know, we stretched the game out there on Saturday against um, – against Pittsburgh with, with some runs. And then, you know, we left them back in it with some walks and some, um, you know, just a Wes had a really bad, bad uh, inning. He's pitched two innings, had a bad one. So like little things like that, where you, you know, you score 10, but yet you still got to close out with Abbott because you let the team back in it a little bit. Um, sometimes put some taxing on those guys, getting them up multiple times. So you're trying to get as much length out of your start as you can. Our success in, in um, really in a, a while now, pretty good two-plus months, uh, has been getting six out of our starters and going to the, the Fulmers, the, the Merriweathers, the Lighters, and, the, and uh, Abbott on the back end. So uh, we're going to lean on that uh, as much as we can. we got an off day coming up in two days, a well-deserved off day. Uh, so, and those guys are pretty fresh, hadn't pitched in two days. Uh, we should be able to, uh, to as long as they're healthy and show up in a good place, we'll be able to lean on those guys. We know that the media was expecting to maybe get an update on Marcus Stroman and Michael Fulmer. Is there anything you know yet, or is that something? Uh, Fulmer, Fulmer saw tonight? the doc yesterday. Yes, yeah, sorry, Fulmer saw the doc yesterday. I have not heard about Stro. I'll, I'll get. Um, I didn't get a report on him after the game. I'll get something today. Uh, where he's at. Um, he saw the doctor a little bit later. Fulmer saw the doc in-house um, when he came in. Uh, so we'll we'll have a little more. But, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, what we knew about Mike, uh, Michael was, was, you know, on par with what the doc saw, try to get this thing rested up, get some of that inflammation out of there, and hopefully he can be back without uh, any extended stint on the I.O. What was the concern when Assad momentarily took that time on the mound? It was sort of shaking his wrist around. What what, what did he feel, and, and and what did they determine ended up being a nothing? Uh, he just had a cramp on the top of his hand, kind of a spasm on top of his hand. Um, didn't didn't go into his elbow, forearm, no issues there. Just um, you know, just a weird moment for him and. Um, Everybody, everything checked out fine after the game and no issues moving forward. Good. Well, here's to uh, good luck in the remainder of this series and uh, look forward to seeing where we stand two weeks from now because uh, this is fun. It is fun. This is what we signed up for, right? It's an exciting time in, uh, in Coast Baseball. And, um, you know, we'll go get them tonight. Good to talk to you guys. And you all have a great week, two weeks. That's David Ross, the manager of the Chicago Cubs.